Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update, guys. Another exciting night of October baseball. The American League Wildcard Series has concluded. The Tampa Bay Rays taking down the Oakland Athletics 5-1. Rays pitcher Charlie Morton shut down the A's going five innings, allowing no earned runs. Four strikeouts and three walks. But the real star was Yandy Diaz, who just came off the 60-day injured list on Sunday. He went three for four, including two solo home runs. Tommy Fan and, and Avisel Garcia also homered in the win. Athletics pitcher Sean Manea struggled, only going two innings, allowing four earned runs, getting five strikeouts. So now we have the National League Division Series tonight. Guys, you were mentioning it before the break. The Cardinals taking on the Braves. They're your underdogs at plus 125 on the money line. Miles Mikolas making his postseason debut against Dallas Keuchel. That's a tough matchup. You guys are really hyping up the Cardinals here, even with Keuchel going on the mound. I mean, Braves pitcher, you know, he's doing great. Uh, game starts at 5.02 on It's CBS. not that Atlanta can't win. It's just that, Alex, the value, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of two relatively even-matched teams, the value with the plus number is where it was what we're kind of leaning towards there with St. Louis. But if you look at these teams, you know, they were even throughout the year. Can you, can you hear me back there in 2015 with Eight the whole Dallas yep. Keuchel blowing smoke up his ass? Like, what's <laughs> wrong with you, dude? What do you who you think Dallas Keuchel is these days? Hell, he didn't even start playing until June. Nobody wanted him. That means he's fresh, though, Joe. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's that 88 mile an hour fastball is gonna yeah. be brutal for these guys. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> so we'll see the National League Division Series start 5:02 p.m. today on. TBS. Tie a nice little bow on that one, Alex. Thank you very much. I try my best. Um, after right after the game, the Nationals taking on the Dodgers. Nationals here plus one forty eight underdogs in this one. Patrick Corbin going against Walker Bueller. They decided Walker Bueller um, as opposed to uh, Kershaw in this one. Do you think this is going to benefit the Dodgers? You know, it's it's a, a kind of a curveball. People were expecting Kershaw, the possible Cy Young winner. You know, uh, that game starts. At I think it's just based on where they're where they are in their rotation and who's on schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if you have Ryu. Kershaw and Bueller, like, shuffle them all in a deck. It's fine by me. I think it's just whose who's turn it is in the rotation. I think Ryu is better at home. Than, I think Kershaw is the, the logical spot for the road, uh, the road because of his splits. Yeah, I think Ryu is much better at home than he is on the road. There we go. So maybe they're saving Kershaw for down, yeah. down in the series. Well, you could possibly close it out with Kershaw and him out on the road. I yeah, That's good. There you go. A nice little bow on top of that one. <laughs> Or the yep. Dodgers. Uh, switching over to the NFL, guys, the Jaguars are making some interesting business decisions. They're looking to capitalize on the Minshew Mania movement. So get this. They're offering a package called the Minshew Mania Pack. If you buy tickets for the next two home games against the Saints and the Jets, you will get a bandana, a mustache, and an opportunity to get a picture on the field wearing all your Minshew Mania gear. That's your uh, Halloween costume exactly. right there. It's a ha- Halloween costume. Uh, Minshew also, just to mention, is sixth in passer rating right now with 106.9 and sixth in completion percentage among all the quarterbacks. Which he has more fantasy point. points this season than Aaron Rodgers. He does. And I believe he's uh, got a higher passer rating than uh, Kirk Cousins, I believe. So that's well, uh, the that's highest paid quarterback. I know, but he's, he's getting a lot of money, so Kirk's got to step it up. <laughs> um, but he's got a tough game this Sunday against the Panthers on the road. So we'll see how Minshew fares 
in this one. Guys, switching over to the NBA, the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma signs a five-year deal with Puma. It's a $20 million deal over five years. He gets incentives. He has creative control. He's actually featured in some of the brand campaigns. So he's essentially the face of Puma. And to celebrate, he uh, met with local fans at a Puma brand taco cart. Uh, billboards merging Kuz and Ma for Puma, Kuzma. That's pretty easy. Um, it's nice to see uh, some. I think that he may be my favorite Laker. Uh, at this, don't, tell, don't tell Brian, though. I know he's a huge LeBron fan. Uh, so Venmo Brian, I'll have to deal with that. But Kuzma is essentially becoming a nice star in L.A., right? I mean, he's taken over. You know, he's a young face. Um, yeah. So it's, it's nice to see somebody other than LeBron and Anthony Davis uh, making moves with the city. Sure, I was never mad at Kyle Kuzma. Uh, he's, he's, you know, he's playing the social media game, playing the ad game. He's young, famous in L.A., and it's a millionaire. Like, more power to you, Kuz. Live your best life. It's interesting. Again, somebody other than LeBron uh, doing something uh, in L.A. with the Lakers. Guys, tonight, Thursday night football. Well, Lonzo Ball had a history of doing some stuff out there, too. Fair He's fair not there anymore. <laughs> but it's not like he had a monopoly on it, you know? Totally fair. Totally understandable. But, uh, yeah, Kyle Kuzma, new face of Puma. Guys, Thursday night football, the L.A. Rams taking on the Seattle Seahawks on the road in Seattle. Rams are plus 106 on the money line. Seattle's your uh, point-and-a-half favorite, the over-under 49 and a half. It's interesting, too. Nobody really, no big names on the injury, injured list yet. But Marcus Peters, I don't know if you guys saw against the Bucks that unbelievable hit he took in the end zone after pick six. Yeah. I mean, again, again, no fine for that. You know, nobody's reviewing that. Consistency. Um, yeah, you said it before, Dane. Consistency in the NFL is ridiculous. Um, but Marcus Peters, he took the nasty hit. He is not listed on the injury report. He is expected to play in this one. Uh, do you guys like the Rams? I mean, you guys were mentioning underdogs, but this is on the road. Seattle's a tough place to play in, and Russell Wilson's playing well so far this season. I think Joe and I have both been on the narrative that we think uh, something smells with the Rams, and this may be a bad spot for them tonight. The fade! <laughs> there you go. I Listen think me and Joe are on the same page. Fade it, guys. Just fade it. All right, sending it back to Dan and Joe, helping you make it rain this Thursday morning. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, exciting here. Final hour, make it rain on the grid. Sports Grid. Com. Looking so forward. A lot going on here today. Don't have to wait very long, Dane. Looks like we've got some uh, Major League Baseball kicking off 5 o'clock tonight. Early game. That'll, uh, that'll be sandwiched in between an 8 o'clock game, being the Dodgers and the Nationals. And then a whole lot of football. Uh, two college games sandwiched in between. Oh, yeah. A Thursday night football game. Uh, the Rams, as you heard Alex talk about, on the road, taking on the Seahawks. Two 3-1 and one teams that are looking up at the real leader of the NFC West. That would be the 49ers, who are undefeated, coming off a bye week. And uh, the line is moved towards Seattle here, guys. Any which way we look at this, it looks like the Seattle being home, short week. Dane, we have, uh, and you know, you've talked about this and pointed it out a whole bunch. Thursday night football, home favorites since... Well, since 2003, the inception here, guys. Yeah. The Thursday night home favorites, 70 and 46 against the number, 60% win against the number since 2003. 
That means the $100 better blindly since 2003, just taking the favorites against the on with the number at home Thursday night. They got $2,100 in their pocket right now. So, and like you said, it's a very difficult spot for away teams to go. Uh, and a 60% winning percentage over that much time, I think, shows you how really tough it is for away teams that have to travel on a short week, especially the Rams played at 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock that, uh, on, uh, on Sunday. So uh, it's a tough spot for them, I think. And I think that's playing a role as to why we're starting to see some money come in on the Seattle Seahawks here with the 12th man in the backyard. Yep, that could be it. But here's the other. I mean, it could also be the fact that there's legit questions now about Jared Goff. We know that Todd Gurley is now a 15 touch per game kind of guy. And what we have seen on Seattle. Listen, Joe, I've seen them win running the ball. I've seen them win with Russell Wilson throwing 50 times. I've seen Jadavion Clowney return an interception for a touchdown. The Seahawks are one of the teams I trust the most in the NFL. Of that. Well, they're going to have a chance to prove it tonight. Going to learn a lot about these two teams. We'll dive into the numbers. We'll talk about it coming up. Let's make it rain Thursday night football. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. All right, we'll take a look at some of these uh, series prices in Major League Baseball as the Cardinals and the Braves embark on their five-gamers starting today at 5. And then you've got the Nationals and the Dodgers. They'll be at 8.37 tonight, so opportunity there. Tomorrow, Yankees, Twins, that series price is up there, Dane. And, yeah, I um, I don't know what, uh, what our friends at FanDuel are showing there for the Cardinals series price, but I think we're both kind of on the same page that it, it, the value should be on the Cardinals here. I, I know the Braves are a good team, but I, I find these two teams match up extremely well, very even, and I'm thinking the other two series, there's probably a clear favorite and a clear underdog, and the prices reflect, right? But I got to imagine, I almost want to say, is it minus 110 each side here at the series price? What are we looking at? It's not that close, but uh, you are generally correct, Joe. Twins, Yankees, Yanks are a prohibitive favorite for the series price at minus 235, Twins wow. plus 195. Same exact numbers, Joe, for Nationals-Dodgers with the Dodgers really? at minus 235 favorites. But to your point, the other NLDS, St. Louis-Atlanta, Atlanta is technically the favorite, Joe, but it's not a big thing either way. Whichever team you believe will win this series, don't let the number and the juice fool you. Atlanta's minus 135, St. Louis plus 115, Joe. Wow. So, all right. So, some money coming towards the uh, little doggage there. Atlanta, yeah. Yeah. And the Yankees, is it almost worth laying the 235 to win 100 here? Is there any way in the back of your mind that the Minnesota Twins are going to beat the Yankees three out of five games? 
No, I like the Yankees to win the series, but I'm not going to lay minus 235. I'll find other ways to skin the cat. You know what I mean? So, for yeah. example, Joe, you know, with series like this, you know, uh, you could do series total games, right? Mm-hmm. Three, four, oh, or okay. five. You right. could do uh, – what I like is correct series score after three games, Joe. Ooh, like that. Okay. I like that. And Yankees up two games to one is plus 105. Um, so I'm intrigued by that. I'm intrigued by that. They win what in your mind? What do you think the Yankees win? What's this? What's the, does Minnesota win a game or do they yeah, win? I think they win two? in four. You think, okay. So they're out in four. What about uh, the Dodgers and the Nats? You thinking that's, uh, I, I'm taking the Nats to win the series. I like that. Washington. Oh, plus right, one, so, whatever. so does it go five in your mind? You think? <sighs> I mean, not if Washington goes and gets game one tonight. Yeah, that's you know, so true, man. Not if they yep. go and get game one tonight, because that's why it's so interesting, because of the way the rotations are lined up, Joe, right? right? Your big three for L.A. are going to go one, two, three. Your big three for Washington, I think, are going to go one, three, four, right? It's crazy. Yep. So if Washington wins tonight, I'll give L.A. game two, because they'll be under pressure at home with what right. should be the pitching edge. But if this is 1-1 going back to Washington, with Washington having Strasburg and uh, Scherzer ready to go over the weekend or whatever it is, no, I don't think it necessarily has to go five. I like Washington to win this series, and I really believe that if they steal game one tonight, it's problems for the Dodgers. Yeah, it's uh, it's not going to be a cakewalk. I think the Nationals-Dodgers is exactly uh the series that we probably this is going to be better this might be the best series of uh of them all right now you do have tampa on their way to houston i don't think there's numbers out for that just yet no uh, yet. but yeah we don't have any pitching matchups or anything along those lines but well in tampa i can tell you it's just going to be whoever's available in a bullpen right. uh they'll just, they'll just go bullpen days but i do think that the nats and the dods are are definitely going to be the uh, That's the main event for this round. It really is, man. If the Nationals can win tonight and pull up and go one nothing, you know they're coming back with Scherzer, right? I mean, you know they're coming back with Scherzer. You know Strasburg. Yeah, good luck, Dodgers. I mean, that's uh, if they win tonight, right? Tonight because they of of the Dodgers are great hitting team. We know this, but their problems all year long have stemmed from left-handed pitchers. And that's who they got to open the series against. One of the best. Oof. If Oof. Washington wins tonight, mm. they would be lined up, Joe, for games three, four, and five to have their three studs again. Okay? Right. L.A., not the case. If this is 1-1 going back to Washington, the Nationals are set up better and would have the two of the final three games at home. I really believe this game tonight is huge. Uh, for this series. I really do because of the way the rotations are set up. Yeah. I love the prices too. So there's some opportunities here, guys, these they're dogs, but uh, they're dogs that have all won a hundred games this year. So there's going to be some opportunities. Both of these teams records since say like June 1st, the Washington nationals are just the same as the Dodgers. Remember the Nats got off to a bad start. They were like 10 games under 500 Joe, right. In the first two months of the season since, you know, since the since June, these teams have I, pretty much identical records. Yeah, I um, love it. I actually love it. I think there's uh, 
the the cool thing, Dane, is that there's not, and it's a little bit of a grind at 162 game season. But when you get those 15, 16 game schedule, you know, when you get doubleheader, you get those schedule to think this is a little bit more. This is way easier to handicap if you if you're of the mindset that I can't do baseball. It's 15 game. It's too much. You know, it's not sexy. I don't. Well. Right. This is so much easier to handicap, guys, the month of October in baseball. If you've never done it, this is the time for you to be able to, you know, dive into some of the numbers because you'll find that, wow, I can take this team at what price? Like, I can't. There is definitely some advantages here, especially with underdogs all throughout the next couple of weeks. So I think that's going to be I think that's going to be fun. But ultimately, Dodgers, if we like the Nats, is it that means Nats cards, guys? Because I've already bet the cards, so now they got to win. So otherwise, uh, if Atlanta screws me up, I'm never going to forgive them. Uh, but I do think that uh, all, that series could very well go five. I think that of all yeah. the things could very well go five. I have the feeling with like the Dodgers because of the pitching uh, on both of those squads. If it won't be that hard for it to go downhill. Like if they, if Corbin goes out and dominates tonight, Scherzer comes up, dominates. Like the the possibility of that series is crazy. It is being over three zero. You know what I mean? Is yeah. I hear you. It's possible. It is possible, which I think is why they're saving. I don't. I wouldn't throw Kerr. I wouldn't put Ryu on the road in Washington. I would put Kershaw on the road. Right. I would keep Ryu at home. You know what I mean? I wonder and if they I'm have announced I'm fascinated it. that they gave it see. to Bueller to open up. I'm I'm a little shocked that they gave it to Bueller. I mean, it's maybe it's his time is up. I don't know when they last started. Like, who started on Sunday for the Dodgers in the season finale and Saturday? Or were they so far ahead that they lined it up this way? It's probably a home yeah. road kind of split thing, Joe. Right, right. I, well, they and wanted I think, Kershaw in the yep. danger spot on the road game three. Exactly. And I think this is, and it's going to line up for him. Good to go. Do we have a Yankee starter? Not that I see. I don't, I did, didn't see it out yet. Is it, is it, no, do I we have know? starters listed for tomorrow. I have Ray's Astros. I have Glasnow versus Verlander for wow. game two. Yet tomorrow of this Braves Cardinals, I see Fultonevich and Flaherty. Okay, but I Flaherty's do not see announced starters for tomorrow for either Minnesota, New York, or, uh, Game two of Nats Dodgers. I got to believe it's Odorizzi for uh, for the Minnesota Twins, right? I mean, I or are you thinking Barrios? Maybe Barrios and I'd uh, run Barrios out there. All, all rest being equal on the road at uh, in Yankee Stadium. I know if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, I believe Odorizzi had an actual had some success at Yankee Stadium. I think over his career, uh, that that's why they might lean to him okay. there. I mean, Barrios. He's going to have to pitch at Yankee Stadium one way or the other, man, because he's either going the first game or he's going the second game. But who did the Yankees start, do you think? Do they go Severino? Do they go Tanaka? Or do they go Paxton? Who who starts? I'd go Paxton. Paxton Paxton. He's been phenomenal at the end of the season, Mm. like his last 10 or 11 starts. And with a similar idea, Joe, you know, I would want – I know this sounds counterproductive, but I want Tanaka in the game three spot. Which I want which Tanaka game? on the road. I want Tanaka on the road in game three, where like all he's given up is the home run. I'd go Paxton, Severino, Tanaka, and then honestly, then I'd go the opener, Shane Green. 
good good point, man, because I do think I trust Tanaka on the road more than I do any of these other guys. So, good stuff. Cannon. All right, we'll dive in. Let, uh, let's talk a little Thursday Cannon. night football, breaking it down next. Cannon. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. be the next daily fantasy millionaire well why not use the most accurate projections in fantasy football that's right fantasy pros has independently rated daily roto the number one most accurate projection system to start the 2019 fantasy football season let the most accurate projections in dfs take you to the next level save 10 percent promo code action and you can become Daily Roto's eighth Daily Fantasy Millionaire. Just head over to DailyRoto.com forward slash premium to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash premium. Promo code ACTION. 10% discount for the most accurate DFS projection system you can get. It's DailyRoto.com. It is where millionaires are made. And welcome in. Thursday night football, a couple of college games, a couple of baseball games. Uh, It is a fun time of year and Thursday night football division rivals get ready to uh, to take the field right around 830 or so tonight. You'll have the opportunity to be able to watch the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson and company taking on, which just seems like yesterday where we uh, laughed and watched uh, watch them get just lit up against the Tampa Bay Bucks at home. Yep. The uh, the Rams and. This game, too, opened up very interesting enough. Uh, We watched the line uh, move a little bit towards the Seahawks, where it is now. The Rams are coming in. They're trying to do something after this 55-40 loss at home. They were a nine-point favorite in that game on Sunday and didn't work out. The Seahawks took care of business on the road in Arizona, uh, 27-10. They did cover as a a five-and-a-half-point road favorite. It uh, it opened with the Rams as a short, I think, one-point road favorite in a lot of places, Dane. And then we started to see some of the, huh. you know, and I get it. I mean, it opened up with the idea that the Rams are in a bounce-back spot after a bad loss. And there's certainly enough of those trends and systems in place. But I think we're starting to see some of that line flip now because now it's minus one and a half to Seattle. So that's what we call that reverse line shift, which means... Yeah, I still think the Rams are going to get some public money coming their way. I just don't know that it'll be enough support to move it. But I I do hope, listen, I hope it goes to the Seahawks and we can get to two, two and a half, because then I think it becomes a a great six-point teaser opportunity to use the uh, the Seahawks there getting, uh, um, or getting the Rams, rather, at eight, eight and a half. There is an opportunity to be able to do that, because, I don't think this is going to be a 54 to, you know, 50 game. I do think on a Thursday night, it's a division game. I think it's going to be tougher, not to mention the Rams have beaten 
the Seahawks the last two times in CenturyLink Field. So the Rams have already, they've come in and already won this game over the last couple of years. So it's not necessarily as big an advantage as it would be if it was the New York Jets traveling there. Sure. Uh, they have, you know, they have history. They, they've been able to win this game before over the last couple of years. So uh, I think if you can get them at a six-point teaser opportunity, if this can go up to two, two and a half, and you can cross over seven and give me an eight, eight and a half of the Rams, that's definitely something I would consider. Interesting. Um, what about going the other way also? Get that big old middle. Hmm. You or would you, if you do the Seahawks, you're not getting it because you're not going to get. You're only going to cross three, right? So you would get Seahawks at what? Like my, uh, you could get them at plus what five? You I know, would you, get could them. you? No, would I'd you like it at? Yeah, I get the Seahawks going the other. Yeah, exactly. I would. Uh, you know, do you like I, I the like super middle? That seven. Yeah, I like crossing that seven number with the Rams. Uh, give them eight, eight and a half points. I'm good to go. Yeah. I got no problem with that. What about getting this, doing it the other way and getting the Seahawks like plus four, plus five, and with, then you get anything, you get Rams plus eight and Seahawks right. plus four and a half for that good old middle. Because I, I agree with you, Joe, division game, Thursday night, these teams are going to punch each other in the mouth. They know each other yeah. already. I think this is a close game. I mean, I, if you take it on its face, the spread is what, one and a half, right? I agree. Yep. That this is going to be a close game. So if I could almost What's get the money line side, for Seattle, by the way. What's that? Because what I don't think we'd ever play the one and eight. What's the money line, right? If we're going to play Seattle, right, 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 right. No, line, I hear you. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I'm not going to get burned by the twenty-one twenty final. Yeah, um, <laughs> or the twenty-four twenty-three final, right? You know um, Seattle minus one twenty. Oh, uh, L.A. plus one hundred five. Perfect. Perfect. So just who do you Perfect. like winning the game? You know. That's it. That's it. And. Yeah. The total is hovering around what, 50? 49 and a half. Oh, so I, I just don't know that. I like the under because to your point, Dane, this is they're going to they're going to smack each other here. I know yeah. it's a Thursday night, but this is not going to be a 50 54 game. It's not. We did see the Rams put up 40 by themselves last week, Joe. OK, and, you know, the greatest show on, ter- you know, we know this offense is capable of yes. putting up huge numbers. The question is, will they against a familiar defense that knows how to play them and knows what Todd Gurley is in this state, knows yep. that Goff loves Cooper Cup, you know, all that stuff. Um, the Rams are capable. The question is, will they? The total scares me, Joe, because I could see it being, like we said, a real, you know, tight right. defensive battle. But I could see, you know, sometimes Seattle goes off also at home. You know, so I I agree with you. If you put a gun to my head, I would think it's a lower scoring kind of game. But the potential of the, the of both of these teams kind of scare me. It's uh, Gurley has had great games against this Seahawks defense, by the way, against really? Pete Carroll and his Seahawks defense. Yeah, he's been really good in his career against it. The problem is he only touched the ball five times last week. So, right. We keep going. Is there something wrong? When are you going to let him go? And I keep hearing people tell me that they're trying to preserve him. Well, preserve him for what? Like, here you are in October. What the? If you don't unleash him tonight, if you go right. out and let Jared Goff throw the ball 60 times, you're never going to win, like ever going to win. So if we don't see girly left, girly right a lot here tonight, I will be absolutely amazed. You will never be able to convince me that this is about okay. preservation. 
It's about they don't trust him at that point. Yeah. So, Joe, that's where I'm going also. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, this idea of, oh, they're saving him, right? If you look <laughs> at the Rams' schedule and you had to rank, like, the three or four most important games for the Rams all season, okay, like, at Seattle has to be one of them. Right. Their division foe that they care about at Seattle. This has to be one of them. I know they had the Rams and the Cowboys, stuff like that. But this has to be one of the games that you would be saving him for. Right. right. So, Joe, because he ain't touching the ball and all that, I'm with you. Joe, the prop bet for Todd Gurley rushing attempts. What do you think it is, Joe? What number would you hang, Joe? Given what you just I'm said. I would say they have it at what, 13 or 14, somewhere around there? You're a boss, Joe. The number is 13 and a half. <laughs> is it really? Is it, it really? really is, Joe. You nailed it. Yeah. See, but the I number think is... ben, it, it, you got to go over. I mean, it has to be Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Point. This it is our narrative, right? Yep. We think, I, I think, Joe, that this number is artificially pushed down because of the recency bias of what people are seeing, right? He ain't touching it. He ain't touching it. Also, let's Good not call. forget, if this game is close like we think, they're going to turn to Gurley in the fourth quarter. Okay, and like we just said, if they're saving him for something, I believe at Seattle is a good of opportunity as any to be saving him for. Mm -hmm. You put all that in a pot. I think what we get is contrary to what we've seen in the recency bias. And just like you said, I'm amazed you nailed the number, Joe, but I think it's too low. My prop bet for this game is over Todd Gurley, 13 and a half attempts. Mm -hmm. Yep, I uh I'm with you, man. What is his receiving yards, too? Because I do think there's last week, even though he only ran the ball five times, he did get 11 targets and 54 receiving yards. So they did use him in the passing game. Uh, Low, Joe. It's low. 20. Yeah, no, that's going to be way. That's over, too. Like, like, just stop the press. Just give me one second here. Let me, uh, let me log yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Submit, set. Joe. Go yeah, ahead. Let me, let me. While <laughs> you're doing that, I'll let you absurd. know that. Rushing and receiving combined for Gurley is 79. That's not bad either, nope. you know. He's going to uh, have 50 like... yards receiving tonight. He's going to have 50 yards receiving. All right, so let's go on these Gurley props, Joe. Yep. Over 20 and a half. Uh, that one you got to pay a little juice for. That's at minus 125 uh, for the okay. over 20 and a half receiving yards. Um, and then the rushing attempts. I love this rushing attempts one, Joe. Over 13 yeah, and a half, you, and it's at, it's minus 110 on both sides. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. I, I think, think this is one um, of the games they are. Listen, I don't care if Jared Goff threw for 500 yards. That's not a good thing for the Rams, Joe. You know what I mean? That's correct. Like, they don't want him putting it up 500 times, whatever it is. That shows to me that they're in trouble. If they're doing well, what they want to do is they want to win this game. They want to use Gurley today as one of the four times they want to use him. Over 13 and a half, Joe, I'm with it. I love that. And they are going to – the one thing we know about the Seattle defense, guys, is that from a running perspective, their run stoppage has been really, really good. Like, you know, they've been anywhere between the number 8th to number 11th defensive front against the run but not that they can't be run upon but their weak point is the running back at they've also allowed i think the third the most yards to running backs out of the backfield so if you're telling me 23 he had 54 11 targets seven receptions 54 last week now granted they were track you know trailing in that game a lot but it just goes to show that 
maybe they don't want him hitting a hole, but they do want him touching the ball. Right. And I think the best opportunity tonight is going to be certainly through the air. Give me the over prop on Todd Gurley with the receptions or reception receiving yards. And if they don't is try to establish the run with him, I and to me he's got a what's um what's Goff's number for uh attempts? Because if he's if he's anywhere near sixty or fifty, they lose. Right. They lose. <laughs> right. They lose. The game's off. I got completions so. for Goff at twenty four and a half. I don't see attempts yet, but I'll look. It doesn't for it. have attempts on it. Not that I see yes yet, but I'll we'll keep looking. Try, yeah, we'll try to find that, guys. I mean, bottom line is, listen, there's some props to be made depending on how you want to correlate these bets in the game. We'll break it down for you exactly how we're going to go. We're hitting send right now. We'll let you know what we decided upon. Coming up, let's make it rain tonight, Thursday Night Football. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Let's dive into some of our make it rain plays on a Thursday, which again, guys, we've got plenty of action here tonight. Please pace yourself. Please pace yourself. Uh, Just because the game's on doesn't mean you got to play it. But if you're going to be looking at this Thursday night football game, uh, Jane and I kind of breaking down some of these prop bets here. And I think uh, I certainly think that the key to beating the defense of the Seattle Seahawks at home are the running back short flat passes kind of out in front. We've seen that's where they've had the hardest time stopping. They've been decent against the run. uh, And in theory, the Rams should be a run first team, not where you're throwing it 60 some odd times in a game and expecting Jared Goff to beat you. But then again, we're dealing with Brian Schottenheimer as the damn offensive coordinator. So (laughs) yeah, anything is possible with the Rams and Jet fans know exactly what I'm talking about. But we'll start with Gurley. We think that his rushing, uh, his, his rushing props here, Dane, he has yeah. got to. He has got to touch the ball more than five times running like he did last week. So I'm thinking minimum of 15 attempts here tonight. I think they're really going to try to establish it on the ground with him. You said his prop is what, 13, 13 and a half? For attempts, yeah, 13 and a half. All right. So I For think yards, it would be 58. It'll be 58 yards on the ground there. I like the attempts because I definitely think they are going to try and establish it with at least they better. They better try to establish it with him. But I do think maybe the the value is in receiving yards for him because that number 20. to me is just way too low. 11 targets, seven receptions, over 50 yards against the Tampa Bay Bucks. It's a known weakness of Seattle's defense. 20 what? How many yards is exactly as he got? And a half. 20.5. Yeah. yeah, done. Over. Like over. That's him breaking one tackle out in space out in the flat. You know what like I mean? Like one flat this pass. Is one, yeah, this is one little short pass to the flat. He's yep. singled up on a linebacker in space. He makes that one guy miss, 
and we got 22 yards right there. And that play can happen midway through the fourth quarter for all I care. Absolutely. Now, as far as golf goes, we will kind of dissect it the other way here. I was I was saying passing attempts where they, they better not come anywhere near 50 or even 40, I think, for that mind. But even on the completion percentage, let's figure out what is Jared Goff's completion percentage so far through the games? Like, what does he usually average? What Call it he, 60. Call right, it 60. So 60%. As a nice so round number, you, let's say. So we reverse it. How many do you think if he uh, if he attempts 40 passes, right? We're saying well, 23. Because that's the number. Is, is it really? 20, so we're thinking what, 23, 24? Uh, the number's 24 and a half. So 40, the quick math I did, Joe, if it was 40, 10% of that is four, right? So 60% is six times four, which is 24. And the number's 24 and a half. Was, was it an anomaly? Obviously, because they were behind last week against Tampa Bay on Sunday. That's where which the game script comes in, right? What does he usually get? Like, does he average 30 uh, passes? I'll bring it up. A game? I'll bring it yeah, up the I mean, rest I'm of just, this. I'm curious, prior to last week, what were we yeah. looking at from game plan with him? Uh, and, you know, how, because I think okay. there are, they should be a run they are a run first team. They are not a run and gu- they are not a air raid right, team. So, That's not what they are. So here we go. And and this is why I think game script matters, Joe, right? Okay. So week one, I think, is the best representation, to be honest, because they were in a back and forth close game the entire time with Carolina, right? Love that. I think that's the most representative. 23 out of 39, Joe, just like we talked about. 23 out of 39. All right, so that's the 60% pretty much on the 40 attempts, pretty much, right? However, New Orleans, that's a game they won, if you remember, and were up, had a working margin, less Mm -hmm. attempts, Joe, 19 out of 28, okay? Less on both sides. So when they're winning, they want Gurley to be that closer in the run game to salt it away. Last week, when they were down big to Tampa, they had to throw – Joe, I mean, these are video game numbers. You know, he went 45 of 68. Okay, great. He put up 517 yards. Great. Whatever. It's not even 60. He didn't even get 60%. Um, it's a right around 60%. It's pretty much 60%. Yes. 45 is, out of 68. Turnovers. Yeah. That's pretty turnovers. much. And then Cleveland, if you remember on, on, on primetime, right, on Sunday night, a game where they were winning, but it was kind of close, and that's more representative again. Right back, just like week one, Joe. Week one was 23 of 39. This one against Cleveland, 24 of 38. So when you have a game that is not a blowout one way or the other, and we're saying we expect this game against Seattle to be that kind of game, a representative game, maybe a one-score game for most of the time, Joe, he's gone 23 of 39, 24 of 38, and so it makes sense that that number is 24 and a half. It makes sense just like you assumed maybe 24 out of 40 per, uh, attempts. That would be yep. 60%. That's where he's at. It's right there. Yeah. I and to It's about me, the game flow. Coming off of that game on Sunday, I, it, I would expect this game to resemble nothing like that. I think they're going to try, for the most part, they are going to feature a more conservative game plan Todd Gurley, since 2015, every time he has faced the Seattle Seahawks in the league twice a year, right? He's averaged at least 100 yards a game and 1.3 touchdowns per game. 
he has owned Seattle in his career. If this isn't the game you rip the bubble wrap off, I don't know who the hell else because he has dominated Seattle over the last five years in the league. Like, this is the time you rip it off. So I, I would go under for those props with uh, with um, with Goff, Goff and, and I would go over the props with, with Gurley because if they can't get him in space, get him the ball against this team, a team that they have not not been able to stop him in five years, I don't know what you guys are doing. I throw my hands up at the Rams, but I know this. They ain't going to drop him back 60 times in this game. Right. No way in the world are they going to ask him to do that. I agree with you. And I would almost say I'd say the same thing, Joe, for Russell Wilson. Right. Yes. Like that's not how Seattle wants to try to win. OK, the game and, and, and it's it it plays itself out. Also, Seattle is three and one. Right, Joe. Mm-hmm. Right. In their three wins, Russell Wilson has, you know, uh, 14, 28 and 22 completions. Right. right. Uh, 20, 35, 28 attempts. That's where they want Russell Wilson. In the one game they lost to New Orleans, Russell Wilson put it up 50 times. That's yeah. not what they want to do, Joe. Okay. Yes. So if the, both of these teams go into the game thinking that they want to, you know, not be Joe Namath throwing it around or 80 million attempts, go with these rushing props. That's yeah. the way both teams want to do yeah. it. And Goff's road home splits are, are also a little crazy. He is better at home than he is on the road. I don't know that they're going to put uh, him in that spot. I also know this about Seattle's defense. They're averaging uh, just 79 and a half yards on the ground, giving up uh, per game so far. It's sixth best in the league. They've also done a pretty decent job of stopping the long pass. You know, the pass is over 20 yards. Um, they're in the top three in that, too, in preventing. So it's not going to happen in the air. It's going to have to happen in the ground or the short, in you know, the intermediary area of those little hooks, those little get guys in space, give Todd Gurley an opportunity to do what he does. I think they'll be fine. I also think this is going to be one ugly-ass game, Dane. I think 50, not, 50 49 and a half, I think it's way – I know what's happening here. The public looked at last week and said yep. they scored 50. They gave up or they gave up 50. They scored 40. You are overestimating what this game is going to be like with these two slow ass teams, by the way. They are not a hurry up to the line kind of team. Seattle, they take their time. They're one of the top five slowest as far as pace goes. This is going to be an ugly game tonight. I love the under more than anything else in this game tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think. Remember, the familiar teams, we've just talked about, Joe, how both of these teams want to run the ball or will need to in this context, and that keeps the clock running. I... I believe and agree with you, Joe. I think the under is the play. I like the girly reception yards prop bets. That's what I'm going to be talking about in about 12 hours when I'm on air with Gabe for the first hour of in-game live. Are you joining us you know, on this, this evening? Wade Phillips, that was an anomaly. I don't think that's not going to be the norm for the Rams defense. Like Wade Phillips no, knows yeah, these agree. guys. They're going to be way better than what they them. were. Right, yeah. exactly. They're going to get way better tonight against the uh, – against this team. So uh, I'm with you, man. We get a bad product on Thursday night football, people. 
Exactly. Let's not forget and, that. Yep. None of these yep. teams are immune to this, okay? Mm-mm. We get a Mm-mm. bad product. You're not going to yep. see the scoreboard light up like we did with uh, Rams-Tampa Bay on Sunday. I agree, yep. Joe. Under the 49 and a half. I'm with that. I'll give you a couple of just to point you guys in the direction of these two college games tonight. The first one uh, on uh, Georgia Southern, South Alabama, two nice teams who play pretty good defense. They can't score. They can run, but they can't pass. Uh, so the under is also a pretty good look in this Georgia Southern, South Alabama game, guys. Uh, I know Georgia Southern was listed as a 13, 13 and a half point favorite, but the problem is, guys, they just, there's, they can't score. Like their offenses, in fact, have been outscored 145 to 85 over the last four games. The bulk of these offenses, they can't score. It's ridiculous. So to me, take the under in that game. And Temple, East Carolina. Guys, do not sleep on East Carolina. I know they're getting some points. Everyone loves Temple. This is a real team, East Carolina. And if you want to give me 13, 13 and a half, 14 points. Yep, I might just take that at home. Look at East Carolina as the home dog tonight against the Temple Owls. I like that, Joe. I got a question for you. Uh, What are you going to be watching tonight? Oh, God. Well, here's the game. I'm going to have have the TV Baseball playoffs, Thursday night football. What are you watching? Yeah, I'm going to have the the three computers that align to three screens on a computer. I'm going to have the two TVs, and I'm going to have a headache. That's exactly yeah. what I'm going to have because I'm going to be staring at screens all damn day long here. And it starts at 5 o'clock. Who do you like in baseball? Right. right. Uh, you know, it's game one. I <sighs> Give me the home team. Give me the home team. You're going to go Braves? I like this Atlanta team, yeah. Okay. All right, you're going like to go Braves. Atlanta. And it's actually not a bad number, right? What is it uh, tonight at the uh, minus 120? It can't yeah, be a big number. Yeah, this is a close one. All right, this is this is tight for these guys. The the brave, well, the Braves are minus one forty. The Cards are plus one thirty. All right, so they're getting some money. Okay, so the Cards are plus one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean Cards here, hoping and you like for this the over, uh, right? Yes, and the over too is I think definitely in play between these two teams. I don't trust either bullpen all that much. Uh, so I do think that both uh, Mikola, especially on the road, has not been great. I do think you can get the Keiko. I think you can get the Mikolas. I think we're probably looking at a kind of a 6-5, 6-4 kind of situation here tonight, man. I think that's yep. uh, that's the ballpark. Uh, also, for the late game, late in 8:37, Bueller, Corbin, plus 155 for the Nats, uh, plus 170, somewhere in there for the Dodgers. What are you thinking, man? I told you, I'm going to ride with the Nationals on this one. I think Corbin has a shot. You know I love Walker Bueller, though, so it's tough for me. But I'm on the Nationals for this series. Joe, I got one more data point for you. Love we never it. talked about it. Yesterday's poll was about pumpkin spice latte, Joe. And? 71% of our fans and listeners, Joe, 71% say no. No part of pumpkin spice. Those are our degenerates coming out strong. Only 15 I do not know what you are missing, man. You just don't know what you're missing. I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride with you're the gonna Nationals ride run line. Spike. Plus one and a half, minus 145. I'm going to take it, man. Give me the Nats in a close game. I'm with you, brother. We'll break it down tomorrow. Good luck, whatever way you go. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. 
Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Did you miss me? Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. And I don't Okay, in the NL game, outside of that three-run rally in the eighth inning, all the runs in the game scored via the home run. Tampa Bay, all five of their runs scored via the home run. Even, you know, Yandy Diaz going yard twice, including the very first uh, batter of the game. Remember when we said, like, in football, we were talking about how teams have to be able to win even without their A game, right? And it's clear that in 2019, every team's A game is the three-run home run, right? And we were saying, how is October going to be different? Well, Joe, the Unders are 2-0 and so far, right? And right. we were wondering, would teams be able to string hits together? Would they be able to rally? Because in playoff baseball, that's what you're going to need, you know, to be. You can't just sit back and rely against this kind of pitching on the home run to happen all the time. Well, let's look. In the NL game, you talked about it, how the Nationals scored more runs in the last three innings than everybody else. And what happened? They strung some together and had a three-run rally. Not like a three-run homer, a three-run rally, rally yep. you know, in the eighth. Yep. Similar kind of game, Joe. You know what I'm saying? Tampa goes out with home runs early on yep. the same way Milwaukee went out with home runs early on. The difference was, and you just said it, Jerks and Profar got some hits, but they could not string any hits nope. together. That's what that's what they the A's could not do in front of their home crowd that the Nationals were able to do in front of the home crowd. We said this, Joe, all season long. October baseball will be different. Better yep. pitchers, colder atmosphere, yeah, you know, sphincters getting tight. They're not going to be able to play Earl Weaver ball. Who will be able to put rallies together? I think that is going to be a critical piece here, Joe, because playoff baseball, different than regular season baseball. And I think that came to pass in both wild card games, which, by the way, are now 2-0 and to the under. Yeah, it was uh, total bases. Tampa Bay Rays, 21. Oakland, only 11. Yep. And, I mean, Charlie Morton, you got five innings pitched. He, he struck out four, didn't give up any earned runs. But, again, he walked uh, He walked four. He, there were always guys on base every inning for the Oakland A's, and they could not capitalize on it. They just could not get that big hit. And then once they brought the bullpen in at Tampa Bay, I think we, uh, you know, you saw exactly why it is that they have been and why they are a 95, 96, 97 win team.